0: The chase is better than the spoils. There's only one exception to that.
1: Um, me? You yeah, you you're saying? Got me. It was equal. It was
0: equal. The chase was just as good as the oh, spoils. Oh,
1: the prize was worth the chase. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> in in this case. If you've ever wondered if the frugal lifestyle is right for you, we're here to share with you our experience. We've been doing it for 20 years. So we may have a thing or two to say, an opinion or three.
0: We've learned a few things along the way.
1: (laughs) Things we do again, things we wouldn't do again.
0: All right, so tell me, what's the biggest thing you're walking away with today? After 20 years, what's the first thing you remember about being a frugal lifestyler? What?
1: (laughs) Frugal lifestyler? Is this a new, like, influencer category? Yeah. (laughs) Here's what being frugal has taught me. The biggest thing that it has taught me is that you can live a full, fulfilled life joyful life without spending a ton of money. That's my first lesson. And you know what? I will expound on that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. When we lived in North Carolina, I had four young, small children four kids ages seven and under one being a newborn and you were doing a master's degree and working full-time and you stayed at work to work on school.
0: I was at work like 60, 70 hours a week.
1: Yeah. You just like, you left it six, seven in the morning and you didn't come home until nine or 10 at night every single day. And so I was alone a lot. And I had to figure out how to fill my time and find satisfaction in the day-to-day without spending any money, because we didn't have any money. So first of all, I really tried to take pleasure in the small daily tasks of being a stay-at-home mom. And to be clear, it's really hard. Mm -hmm. It's thankless. Every day is painfully the same. And young children are very, I'm gonna call it needy. They, they need you physically to do things physically for them because they can't do things for themselves. And I would take a lot of pleasure in like feeding Ryan his oatmeal in the morning and he'd be kicking me in the leg and he's just so darn cute. <laughs> this little bald boy that's like spitting oatmeal on my shirt and kicking me in the shin. And I didn't think I could love anyone more in that moment. And so when I felt those things, I really tried to embrace them and hold them close. And I felt that a lot with a lot of things that my kids did when they were small, because small kids are hilarious, by the way. (laughs) You will never laugh more than when you become a parent. I never thought I would laugh so much.
0: What I loved about that time is they didn't need a lot. like no, they they, they could entertain themselves for hours and hours mm-hmm. with the funniest things. Tupperware.
1: Tupperware, the Tupperware cabinet, man. that was the Holy Grail.
0: Do you remember the time that it there was like a tropical rainstorm or something that hit North Carolina, and the kids were out. In, it was It was Sandy.
1: it was hurricane Sandy. Hurricane Sandy.
0: They're out in the middle of the ditch in front of the front yard, and they were playing like they were doing dirty jobs. They were
1: playing dirty jobs, (laughs) just sloshing in the mud. It was hilarious. Another thing that we did often was we lived really far from basically everything. Our town had nothing.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) Literally nothing. I'm not exaggerating here. No stoplight no grocery store, no gas station. It did not have a gas
0: station. It had gas station for boats.
1: It had boat gas, (laughs) but not car gas. So I would make the drive, like we'd make a whole day of it. We'd go to the library. Going to the library once a week was like the epitome of my week. Because I got to sit there, they had toys for the kids, so the kids would go. The library
0: was the epitome of your week? The highlight. There we go.
1: Was the highlight of my week. I had tons of hours to kill in the day. Yeah. You know, I mean, he wasn't getting home until 10 at night, and I had a bunch of little toddlers and babies. So we spent a lot of time at the library. They had magic shows during the summer like snake and reptile exhibits sometimes, which were super fun. All libraries have cool little programs for all ages. And we would get DVDs and TV shows and books. Oh my gosh, did I read a lot of books. What I'm saying about this lesson in particular is that I didn't buy anything to have a great time with my kids when my husband was busy and couldn't be there. We went to the library for heaven's sake. They played in a ditch okay they played with a tupperware cabinet and we made cookies sometimes and for kids that's really all they need they don't need a houseful of toys they don't need the most expensive outfit and they don't need trips to disney that they're not going to remember when they're two
0: so what would you say they need time I, and i think they need
1: time and love and a parent who's willing to be silly with them
0: Ooh, you do that really well by the way
1: well i am a child at heart
0: <laughs> that is, it's actually not my forte so i love that you do that I'm pretty good at it now. Yeah, you are.
1: And sometimes you get irritated at that
0: because... Because <laughs> not just... everything can be a joke.
1: But everything is a joke. <laughs> if everything wasn't a joke to me, I would not be the woman you married. Oh. Okay, you give me a lesson. It
0: is a double-edged sword. Can I just tell you?
1: I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> you know one of the biggest lessons I've learned? What's that? In being frugal. when you have some cooking skills, going out to eat and fast food really has a low appeal.
0: Ooh, that is so true. Don't you think? Well, I hate going out to eat because your food is always better.
1: I'll pull that back just a little bit because we don't live in an area with really high quality restaurants. We got a Denny's recently, <laughs> and it's been the talk of the town for months. Enough <laughs> said. Okay, the bars a little uh, a little low. <laughs> I wish I was joking. Listen, I'm not just blowing smoke
0: up your st- whatever. What? <laughs> What? What? I'm not just blowing steam. (laughs) Where are you blowing
1: anything? Just stop.
0: Okay, listen, I'm not just making this up for video. Your cooking really is that good.
1: I won't disagree with that.
0: Home cooked meals taste so much better. I don't know if I'm just getting old or what, but like I get heartburn and all sorts of weirdness.
1: I think you're just old. This is a true story. We went to Applebee's recently because yep. I had a gift card and I was like, oh, I should go use up this gift card. Just sitting here wasting money if I don't use it. So we go and I got something super basic, like chicken with mashed potatoes, <laughs> <on> a salad. <laughs> is that what you
0: get at Applebee's?
1: No, that's not what you get at Applebee's. I could not believe how gross it was. How do you mess up chicken? I don't know. This is what you get at Applebee's the chicken wonton tacos off of the appetizer menu. That's what you get. That's all you get. (laughs) That's it.
0: That's it.
1: I got another one. Okay. DIY, not always worth the savings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's gonna be some finger pointing here.
1: Should we talk about.
0: Oh my gosh, I have so many. Okay, let me count the I ways. Feel like let me count the no, ways. No, no, no.
1: no. I, <laughs> I feel like all of our marriage fights have come down to home DIY projects. <laughs> Weekend warriors, we are not.
0: Okay, let me see if I can guess a couple. Golf clubs.
1: It's always the freaking golf clubs.
0: Golf club. Oh, <laughs> swear words. Brake pads. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'd never learned my lesson because I have done the brakes on a lot of cars.
1: Listen, the brakes are actually not that hard to do as long as everything works properly. The problem with DIY projects is nothing ever works properly. Something always goes wrong.
0: This is also why we don't buy any more Fords.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Frugal lesson number three. We don't buy
0: Fords. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, we learned some lessons on that one.
1: We're going to have people coming for us in the comments. Even when you
0: get it for dirt
1: cheap. On that one. Do you know how many people are going to be mad that we just said that? Oh, I know. I know some Ford lovers. And I'm not friends with them.
0: Listen, we've had two.
1: Mom, that was such a funny joke. Come on. Sorry, I was getting ready for my next one. Okay, sorry, go. Yeah, do
0: it. We've had two. We've had two Fords, I know. We got a good deal on one. We got a good deal on really both of them. We
1: did. We got a great deal on both of them. And then the Taurus started breaking early. 50,000 miles And it's just like one thing after another, after another, after another. Lauren had a Taurus and that one blew up.
0: Dude. It's not good. What other DIY projects have I done? It's been a mess. I don't want to talk about. You have another one?
1: The natural gas conversion day. Oh, that was a bad, bad day. Haley has like nightmares over that day. I don't know why. That was so bad. Getting the microwave out that first time in our defense when we replaced the microwave the second time
0: it came right out
1: well no that guy was there that handyman was here working on something What was he working on he was working on something i don't know i remember so you had him help you just for another set of hands to pull the old one out and it came right out and even he was like whoa (laughs) the original guys really jimmied that in there didn't they it should not look like this Oh, you gosh. know, anytime he says it's only going to take not 10 any- minutes.
0: Whoa, not anytime.
1: Most of the times, he says. Not
0: even not- most of the time. There's been some bad experiences.
1: The hitch on the rav.
0: <laughs> Dang it. The right tool. <laughs>
1: it just is it's the right wor- tool.
0: The right tool is worth its weight in gold. That's
1: another frugal lesson I've learned. There's no substitution for the right tool. Absolutely. You, being frugal in your tool choice. Will not sir. I've gotten in myself run.
0: into more trouble doing DIY projects with the wrong tools.
1: Amen, brother. I request you bump this. You got another one? I got another one. This is taking it back to the old school. Okay. When it comes to your wedding, Oh. the one thing that you should never, ever skimp on are your pictures. Do not skimp on the pictures. You can skimp on the invitations. No one cares. They're going in the garbage. You can skimp a little on the dress. You can find a deal, you can take it in, you can taper it, you can borrow it. You're wearing it one time, my friends, one time.
0: You can even skimp on the cake.
1: You can skimp on the cake. Make sure it doesn't melt. I don't wanna talk about that right now. You can skimp on like the food for the reception. No one cares. Don't skimp on the pictures.
0: Even if you know a guy. If you know a guy, that guy better be a professional and you better be paying them.
1: There's so many stories here. I
0: know. Don't even start. Don't
1: skimp on the pictures. That's my one regret from our wedding. Do not skimp on the pictures. We have almost no pictures and it's my biggest regret.
0: And the only pictures we have are from a 2003, 2002. A
1: 2002 Olympus
0: point point and shoot. shoot.
1: (laughs) This is the most frugal way to go to the movies. Okay. Okay. For us, it was Tuesdays. It was cheap movie ticket Tuesdays. Uh It used to be $2.
0: $2 Tuesday.
1: It's not now, but it used to be. So when like a new movie would come out, we just wait and you can go on Tuesday for $2. And please do not buy the movie theater candy. What (laughs) a ripoff. Make sure your date has large pockets. (laughs) My mom taught me this. This is like horrible (laughs) advice. My mom and I used to go to Eckerd.
0: Do you remember Eckerd? No. The like drugstore... Store? That must have been a Texas thing.
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe.
0: Because we had Bonds and... It wasn't a grocery store. It was Osco like... Osco drug. It was like
1: a Walgreens yeah, kind of. we had Bonds. Yeah, Eckerd. And, and Osco. Anyway, we went to Eckerd and my mom was like, we're not buying candy at the movie theater. That's for suckers. We're going to go and get the cheap ones and then like pad our jackets with the, with boxes of candy. This
0: is an episode of Seinfeld, right? Like all written over it.
1: Did they do that? oh, oh yeah a, he snuck his candy it. that's right this
0: is a george costanza like to the t
1: listen this is how i was raised and i will respect my elders okay <laughs> that's how you do it i just taught this to my son he came home with drugstore mike and ike's at two dollars two dollars a box i want my two dollars because of walmart they're 98 cents What a ripoff <laughs> they jack that price up by double oh heck no We bring our own candy to the movie. I will George Costanza that all the way to the bank.
0: For the record, we haven't gone to the movie theater in like three years.
1: Well, that's not true. We saw Maverick in the movie theater.
0: Yes, but we paid for the candy there. We paid for popcorn.
1: We did not pay for candy. We We definitely paid for popcorn. We didn't
0: take candy in. So you say. (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be some people really mad about the candy thing.
1: I know. You know what's really interesting is I used to talk about sharing a Netflix password because my mom and I would do it. And then everyone got really mad at me. So I don't promote that anymore. You should pay for your own things. And now everyone in the comments is telling me that you can share a password. So it doesn't matter what I say. You
0: pay for the number of devices on Netflix Yeah, you can.
1: You totally can. It basically doesn't matter what I say. Someone's going to disagree with me. (laughs) So if I say, just don't buy candy, someone's going to say, I'll just buy it at
0: the store and take it in with you.
1: If you can fit it in a fanny pack, it's allowed.
0: One lesson that I've learned is that there is great power in putting off instant gratification. Like working hard for something and then having that gratification come. Like it, It's so much better to not buy something on credit, right? Work hard for it, save up for it. And then if you really, really want it, even after you've worked hard for it, buying that one. Well,
1: I think the studies show that you appreciate it more. You've said it before, you know, you've got some skin in the game.
0: Yeah. I wanted a truck for a long time. <laughs> Listen,
1: he want- he wanted that truck. A forest green
0: Dodge Dodge
1: Ram Ram, since high school.
0: Yep. (laughs) And then we got it and we had it for a number of years. We
1: got it and we had it for four years. Yeah. And by the end of it, what were you saying?
0: I was like, this wasn't the right truck.
1: (laughs) It was bigger in your head than the reality of it. Yep. Which I have found to be true. That's another lesson that I've learned is you build up something in your head like a material item that you want so badly
0: you you fixate on it
1: yes yes you almost idolize it a little bit and then you work really hard even if you don't work really hard either way you get it you know however you got there and then once you own it you're like huh my life actually isn't that much happier now that i own this thing it's not better weird We've experienced that a few times. So would
0: you go so far as to say sometimes the chase is better than the spoils? The
1: chase is better than the
0: spoils. There's only one exception to that.
1: Um, me.
0: You, is that, is that you what you're got saying? me. <laughs> it was equal. It was equal. The chase was just as good as the spoils. Oh,
1: the prize was worth the chase, is that what you're saying? In in this case. Listen, sometimes it's worth it. I'm not saying it's not always worth it, but I've learned over time, you know, in your experience with the truck, in my experience with the coach purse that I wanted for 10 plus years for a long stinking time. And then I got one and then I was like, oh, I'm actually still the same person. I don't look any cooler. <laughs> like, I'm not any cooler. You're not cooler with a green truck.
0: I have I have a really funny example. Okay, go ahead. You're ready? So when I was in high school, I really wanted a sound system
1: Oh no. in
0: my car, mm-hmm. right? Like that was what made you cool at high school in the nineties. If your car was bumping.
1: And, and you had to like take the, the, cassette, the, the cassette off. The
0: face deck off. Yeah, the
1: face deck. You had to take the face deck off. Oh my gosh, you're so right.
0: So I needed it so bad. <laughs> I had t-
1: he needed it. You needed it.
0: Oh, I thought so. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't getting girls any other way.
1: <laughs> did that help
0: no it no. really didn't
1: no because you're the same person
0: but i found <laughs> a guy that i worked with at work he was blind he was mostly he was legally How did he work? He was legally blind he washed dishes he could do most of them oh, by okay field. and he was like hey i can get you that sound system put it installed in your car for 150 dollars okay and i went and i spent like half a day at his house uh-huh and he installed all of it and it was it
1: was, it was a, a hot mess
0: hot item no i don't think it wasn't stolen but it was a hot mess and just to say we basically tore that car apart trying to get that box to fit and the subwoofers to fit and oh it was a In mess
1: a, i'm sorry what what kind of car was that again a
0: 1988 toyota corolla
1: sick <laughs> so sick
0: my buddies that had like the irock camaros do you remember that
1: who had that
0: oh my friend josh had an IROC camaro okay
1: nobody i knew had one of those
0: He was, he was the exception, but man, that would have been the right car.
1: Yes, that that would have been (laughs) the right car. Agreed.
0: I came home from work one night at like 10, 10 o'clock in the night. It was stolen. No, my parents were like, who is playing that loud music out there? (laughs) I don't know, mom, (laughs) but like, I really thought I needed this thing. Right. And I didn't. So
1: what's the lesson? What's the lesson in this one?
0: There's fads and phases of life and they come and go yes so be careful what you spend your money on because it may be a fleeting thing
1: like those steve madden black platform sandals with the elastic strap that that just came back you guys don't understand i saw those at shields in salt lake they may have been 70 bucks i had those shoes they were
0: 30 25 years ago they were
1: 30. (laughs) i had those shoes and you make that When you walk down the hallway, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They made your feet so sweaty. Yeah. Stanky feet.
0: One thing that I've struggled with over the years is when do I take the time to really buy something nice mm-hmm. versus when do I just go get the knockoff thing at Ross or on Amazon?
1: Okay. So I have a couple of opinions on this. If you're looking for something that is, I'm going to call it fast fashion or that you just need for one thing, I would lean towards getting something cheaper. Okay. So fast fashion would be like things that come into fashion for one season, by next year they're out. And then as far as a higher quality piece, or, or let's say you're going out hiking one time and you just need a rain jacket for one day just in case, maybe you get something cheap, like off of Amazon or Walmart or whatever, okay? However, we live in an area where there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad gear.
0: it's always bad weather it's always
1: bad weather which means you either have good gear or you do not have good gear and that's the difference between being miserable and being happy yeah when you are out in it wouldn't you agree yeah there is truly something to be said for a higher quality like coat or sock when you are out in bad weather do
0: you know me frugal pairs of like wireless headphones I've bought over the years. Oh my
1: gosh. So many. 10?
0: I bet you I'm at least at 10.
1: How many dollars per headphone?
0: Well, usually I was spending, you know,
1: $20. 20 times 10. So you're at $200 of garbage headphones that keep breaking, is what you're saying.
0: I was. And I didn't realize how much time I spent in the gym with headphones in my ears. A
1: lot. Yeah, a lot.
0: And so when you think about how much time you spend doing that thing, that Mm -hmm. might dictate... How much you invest in that thing. Yeah. Proportionately. I
1: like that. Yes. That's not to say you can't get a deal on expensive things. For example, I have a pair of Shox headphones. They are not cheap. However, I think I got yours on lightning deal on Amazon Prime Day for half price. So instead of $130, no. they were, am I mathing that right? 65 Yeah. 65 is still a lot for headphones. It is. But it's a lot cheaper than $200
0: for crappy headphones that don't work. Yeah, I just think about all the money I've wasted on even like gym shorts. How many times did I go to Ross and come back with like gym shorts and gym shirt?
1: That's a good question for people to determine for themselves. Yeah. Just like you said, how much time do you spend doing this thing? If you're a once in a while gym goer or a beginner and you're not really sure if you're going to stick with it and you just need something that's going to work, that's, you know, going to, do the job for a little bit. That's probably fine. Yeah. But after years and years and years, he goes to the gym twice a day. Like you're working out for two hours a day. Usually with shorts you hated.
0: <laughs> I didn't love them.
1: No, you had them cause they were okay. And they were there and they didn't fit great, but they were there. So I spent a little extra and got fewer pairs of shorts that fit really well. They're really stretchy. Like they're kind of awesome. Yeah, I love them. So you don't need as many. You need fewer. So in the long run, you end up spending less.
0: And you have less clutter.
1: And you have less clutter. Social pressure is real.
0: Oh man. I've got a great example of social pressure. Okay, go. Okay. We used to work at Boy Scout camp. Yes. Do you remember how many like fads and social pressures there were inside that like six week camp?
1: Yes. What we learned in like doing Boy Scout camp is some things are only cool in that environment man at boy scout camp there yeah. were a lot of things that were really cool only there yeah and you and then you came home and then they weren't cool anymore
0: a special kind of shoe yeah. or maybe a special patch or a shirt a
1: walking stick a walking sti- a pocket knife whatever
0: so for that six weeks we had some kids that worked for us that were like i have to have that thing uh-huh and then they get home and they get to back to the real world and it's not a cool thing out there.
1: Nope. That's a super interesting example
0: because we all do that
1: everywhere that we are. Your job, you have the social pressure because they have that bag. They have these shoes. They're going out to this restaurant for lunch. In your neighborhood where you live, well, all my neighbors drive a big white Suburban. I should drive one too.
0: Absolutely. It's the biggest, baddest car on the market. Is it? Oh,
1: Okay. You go to the gym and everybody's wearing the No bull shoes. So you got to have the Noble Shoes, even though they only have one design. They are cool. Listen, I hated them for the first two years. They started branching
0: out a little. Now I'm like, oh, those look really cool. They've grown on me. You've
1: been brainwashed. I
0: know. You've been
1: brainwashed by the Noble Shoes. But
0: you got to watch out for yourself because that brainwash happens so easily.
1: It does. It really, really does. So you have to be careful with the people that you hang out with and the groups that you hang out with and the location that you are because when guess what when you're at the beach beach cover-ups and tropical stuff is like super popular and then you get home and you're like wow no one wears this to the public pool i know when you go to vegas everyone has gold leather pants you know where else people wear gold leather pants nowhere (laughs) only in vegas
0: (laughs) what's really funny is i've even observed this in the professional world
1: Oh, tell me more. In
0: education, smart boards in the early 2000s oh my
1: gosh, were yes. all the rage. Yeah. And when
0: I became kind of a director, and I was in charge of that budget. That was the first thing I had to cut out. And here's why. I actually taught with a smart board, loved it, but it was the shiny object that everybody had to have. Right. But what most people didn't recognize is they had to change their teaching style to match
1: right and they didn't want to do that
0: by the time we hit about 2012 do you know how many school districts just had smart boards sitting around collecting dust all of them it was a fad it was not wise purchase people weren't ready to change their whole world just for this one device
1: you know what else is a fad purchase have you seen the db method the db method it's the squat machine where you like sit on the little seat and you squat
0: no is this at the gym
1: no, because it's a home use product that is stupid. The
0: DB machine. Listen,
1: I don't want to offend anyone that has it. Get your phone right now and look it up. All right. You can buy whatever gym equipment you want, but can I ask what's the matter with doing just a squat? <laughs> like we've created this machine to do something you could do without it.
0: Oh my gosh. It's it's $300? $300. I don't
1: understand why it's $300.
0: Boy, this, this sums up like the whole fitness industry in general. Seriously.
1: So many fads. Do you remember the the thigh master? <laughs> do you remember that? Oh yeah. Where, where's, where are all of those? Do you remember the
0: Nordic Track skier?
1: Yes. The little ski. Your mom's got
0: one in the garage. Oh that's my grandma's. Your grandma's. Nordic Track was a thing man.
1: I'm just saying when it comes to fads and things that are cool in your social circles beware. They come and go. They absolutely do.
0: And everyone falls victim if you're not watching.
1: Even me. Although I didn't fall for the DB method, the squat thing. Kay. Let's just do a regular squat. This might be unknown information. Okay. Brand new information. Okay? When sounds you're sounds fr-
0: like something juicy. Are you ready?
1: It is juicy. So when you're frugal, be prepared to be shocked. You can have anything that you want.
0: <gasps> that is something we've learned.
1: Yes, you can have anything that you want. You figure out what it is that you want. You put it on your dream board or your whatever, your goal list, or I, I don't know, print out a picture and put it in your bathroom mirror, whatever, right? So you have a goal. You have something to aim for. You can save up. You can work towards it. Maybe it's not saving up. Maybe it's education. Maybe it's something else. And then you can find a deal on said item, and you can have whatever you want. You just can't have everything that you want, so choose
0: wisely. That has been a model of yours for a while. You can have anything, just not everything.
1: True story. I would like to reiterate that being frugal is not about being a cheapskate. It is not about not making a high income. It is about understanding the value of a dollar and not wasting your money. So you can be frugal if you're kind of broke and you could be frugal if you're wealthy. There's no difference, it's just the matter of how much money you bring home every day. But you can be frugal on this full spectrum, okay, of incomes, which I think is important. When we were on the broke spectrum of frugality, You could say, I had a bad experience when I was younger about bouncing a checkbook. That was back when there were actual checks and you actually bounced them and you had to go from store to store and like pay a bad check fee and then pay the bank every time they ran the bad check. It like was a crisis situation. This is before we were married. So after we were married, I have this like fear of that experience living in my head rent-free. Okay. So I never, ever wanted to feel that out of control again ever. (laughs) So I'm the type of person that checks the bank account and sees what has cleared and consolidates, not consolidates, reconciles my bank statements and account on the regular. I think this has helped me throughout the course of my life. Really? Yes, because it has given me the power of knowledge. When you know exactly what's going on with your finances, there is a lot of confidence that comes from that. Even if you're like, Ooh, we got $2 before payday. But you know, you absolutely know. You're not like, oh my gosh, I'm going to overdraft. What are we going to do? It's like, no, I can make it two days before I have to buy milk again. We can do this thing because you have the information. And that's something I've always done. I still do it. And I really, really like having the information. I like that feeling of control over the knowledge of what's going on. And so I would say to anyone, if you don't know your checking account balance every day, you don't have enough information.
0: And there's some really good apps that help people with this.
1: There's so many resources now that I didn't have when we were like newlyweds.
0: You how many times you've told me that story about the bouncing check? And, and do you know what you describe the looking at money as today? What? You've told me multiple times it's like a warm blanket. (laughs) Yes. That knowledge just kind of helps you kind of calm down.
1: Yes, it does. Even if the bank account is low, (laughs) listen, it's been low a lot. Okay. But knowing what is there and knowing I get paid on this day. This is how much I get paid. This is what I have. These are the bills is better than, (gasps) Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What bills coming out today? I'm just going to swipe a card and hope to the heavens that it will all work out. It probably won't. I don't know what's going to happen. That feels so chaotic. That causes me stress. Yeah. And I don't want that in my life. Did you know that there's some people who have no idea how much they make? Like what comes home in their paycheck?
0: Really? Yeah. I have a ballpark figure. I don't have it exactly in my head. I could tell you. (laughs) Because that's all you see when you look into my eyes.
1: (laughs) Dollar signs? I look into your eyes and I see dollar signs? The the
0: number. (laughs)
1: All your worth to me is dollars, (laughs) is all that bacon. There is someone that we know who ended up passing. And at the end of this person's life, it was very clear that their things were more important than the people in them. Ooh. And I have learned quite the lesson from experiencing that because I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want things, anything, my house, my car, my clothes, to matter more than the people in my life. I think showing the people in my life how much I love them and appreciate them and they matter so much more to me than like that dresser over there or this couch. Like, I don't care about this. This is a couch. This is replaceable, right? But the relationships that I have with people, that is so important to me and I need them to know that.
0: Do you think this is a problem that people with more money or less money face more often? Or is it totally unbiased?
1: I think it's unbiased
0: actually. Because I've seen people that have that make very little money, that have, have very little money, that end up with this complex.
1: Well, hoarders, have you seen hoarders? Right. Like it's
0: But I've also seen it on the other end.
1: Yeah, I've seen it on both sides. I would say it's not it doesn't discriminate across
0: incomes. I don't know what causes it. I don't either. I, I will tell you, I think I have that tendency a little bit
1: that things matter more than people yeah oh, I, w- I, don't I
0: worry that so. that happens to me sometimes
1: I not worry, I'll knock it out
0: of you. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you just knock it out of me every time you see it just give me a Hawaiian punch <laughs> don't worry about it
1: what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get rid of everything we're gonna be minimalists and then you won't have any choice to love things because we won't have anything
0: man I love that
1: <laughs> I'll let you keep the mountain bike <laughs> This is how to be frugal, the biggest thing I've learned over the course of my life.
0: I can't wait. Are you ready for it? (laughs) What is it?
1: Stop shopping to fill the void in your heart. Oh, isn't that something somebody smart says? Somebody smart just said that recently. And it's so true. It resonates with everything that we've been talking about. Like, why do you buy things? Because you're missing something in your life? Because you're bored? Because you wish you had better relationships? Because you don't have enough hobbies? You have too much time on your hands? Like, something's missing there, so stop shopping
0: for fun. There's so many other things you could do.
1: Yes, there's so many other things, and... Lastly, I would like to end with a frugal tip. Okay. Okay. Now I'm from the South, so maybe this is where this comes from, okay? I learned this from my grandparents and my parents. For the love of all that is holy, do not throw the bacon grease away. <laughs> You're gonna make me cry in my closet if I hear of people throwing away bacon grease. You know, they sell it in a jar, this tiny little jar for like $8. Please, do not, do not throw away your bacon fat. A part of my soul dies when I hear that. Your children will love you. Your children will love you. Your scrambled egg will love you. And then you will love them in return.
0: And if you don't like to cook with the bacon grease, just put it in your sensi. <laughs> your company will never leave. <laughs> <laughs> Come on.